to call this thing. Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Hello and welcome to episode two of Infamous, the audio podcast. Uh, my name is Brandon, or Mutilus on the forums. And I'm Parker. I go to go by Tweak on forums. All the forums, all the time. Every single forum. Yep. Specifically the forums. That's where I'm at. <laughs> the, the one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, today it's just going to be me and Parker. We don't have a third person today. Uh, for those of you that listened to episode one and like the three-person dynamic... Uh, apparently COVID's a bad time, <laughs> so yeah. we, uh, we have a limited cast today because everyone was busy being dying, unfortunately. All right, so <laughs> they'll be fine. N- not <laughs> so us. Pretty good, ch- pretty good chance that they'll be fine. Glass half full. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, today we've, we're going to finish up building the list that we made last week, and then we're going to talk about some new stuff, uh. Particularly, we have a little bit of news, and we're going to have a comic corner and a couple other things. So, uh, starting us off today, I believe we have some news, Parker. News, yeah, yeah. News, 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 news. news, news. Okay. So, our news as of today uh, is going to be that the Punisher and Taskmaster cards were spoiled. Mm -hmm. And one of the Kingpin's uh, cards. If you are unable to access these cards uh they usually get spoiled on facebook first by atomic mass games or people in europe that have distributors that don't believe in following release dates those are generally the two ways these get spoiled (laughs) uh if you don't like facebook totally understand that you can also go to mcp database and they upload the cards somehow faster than facebook usually gets them i don't understand how but those are both good sources for full images on the cards yeah so skimming over these, uh, we I believe Punisher is pretty close to what we were expecting based on the panel to play. Uh, um, a, a lot of people were surprised that he's three points for all the stuff he does, which is pretty exceptional. He's he's he is he, he is kind of beefy for three points, but I mean mm-hmm. his defensive stats aren't crazy, which yeah. I think is usually the line that right. excuse me the line that they draw is if they're easy to kill, usually they're three points. I think mm-hmm. he does all have right, six well, health on the front side and only five on the back. So. It's true. So 11 hit points with threes across the board, I think, is pretty consistent with mm-hmm. uh, most three-point characters. It is a little on the high side, maybe, but I think combined with his potential damage output is why it's surprising. One of the things about him I think is interesting is when you look at him, he has no like acceleration abilities. He has all these cool powers, like cost two but, and they cost three. His aim shot costs three, but he's going to have to mean- wait or take damage. And I don't think he's oh, like a frontline fighter. He, he doesn't ramp up the power a lot. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Like, yeah, okay, just, yeah. I I totally get that. Like some characters, yeah. like some long range, like all the other long range characters, like some people immediately compared him to Hawkeye, and like man, they were a little disappointed that he he Hawkeye seems lackluster compared to him. Well, then you look at the power numbers that all this cool stuff costs, and you're like, well, Hawkeye does everything for free. Like he just does everything, um, and he only needs like so, one power to to run most of his stuff, but. I Punisher will say with with hip fire, while it is a fairly short range attack, it does generate two power every time you use it, because yeah. you get to rapid fire, and it generates one on on attack. 
Right. And that I'm, I'm not saying that's, like I said, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Right. No, I'm just saying he gets more than I, 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 the more I read this card, actually, I am surprised he's three points. I think, but he also has to be at range three to do it. And yes, if fire gets a two power automatically, but he, it also only two power, right? So he's never going to spike mm-hmm. up to three or four every once in a while. Like you might get with another character who gets a power for every How about hit. this? Considering you can walk up medium hip fire and then spec ops training back because you'll get the two power guaranteed unless you kill them with the first attack, I guess that's right. the only way, which, you know, you just walk up, you double tap Hulk and you, you like fade into shadows. No. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I don't think he's bad. I, I 100% think he's aggressively costed at three and mm-hmm. everyone should be excited about him. I think, but I'm very excited to play this character, but I do think that anybody who's like crying power creep about him, I think one of the, I think he's going to be starved for power most of the time. And if he gets attacked yeah, I, uh, and gets focused, he's going to go down really fast. I don't think you could call Power Creep on Punisher no. over Valkyrie and the Spider People. Right. Like, I think I think he's pretty in line with them. Yeah. Uh, our other three-point character uh, that we did, we got, I don't know if we got any spoilers for this guy whatsoever until we got this card, and that's Taskmaster. Uh, yeah, oh. I, I think well, mostly because a lot of people don't have any exposure to him. This is one of the few characters that we haven't seen in the MCU. And so th- that being said, most people aren't very familiar with him because he's kind of a side character. Uh, it's He's kind of a uh, he, he's a he's a really common villain. Actually, if you like find out like how many times his Taskmaster popped on comic books, he's 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 got a really high frequency of appearance because he's really easy to throw in as anybody's you know bad guy. He's a mercenary character in the in the universe, so he's always has a reason to be there just to make money. Um, also, he's not always, but he's commonly kind of a comic relief kind of bad guy, where he's almost comically dealt with in some way. Um, like, he's usually the guy who, when when the superhero gets mad and decides to just go ahead and smash it, like, he's always the one under the fist or under the force field or under the, the fire, you know, whatever it is. He's usually the one receiving the, the butt end of a joke when it comes he's to... He's the Trollkin, where yeah. it's like, Warpal Stalker has to kill something, obviously it's going to be Trollkin. Yeah, uh, like in Civil War, he gets smushed by uh, Invisible Woman's uh, force field after he shoots Mr. Fantastic. Like, the whole point is, like, he... Uh, against Deadpool, Deadpool like always trounces him because he, <laughs> his, his power set is he has uh, the ability to remember uh, the physical techniques of anyone he w- he watches, and so Deadpool always beats him with like breakdance fighting and nonsense is the whole point because he's like can't follow him because he's Deadpool. So he's always like a a character that's put in to um I, I feel like he represents uh like a a regular person in the Marvel universe who just has a gift, right? He has like a regular kind of gift, just a, yeah, he's a photographic like, memory. Yeah. He's kind of like Siler from heroes, except he can't steal powers. It's just technique. Yeah. And so it's, he's a kind of, and since he's kind of like a regular person who has this one little bit of extra ability, uh, he just chose to use it for personal gain. That makes him a quote unquote bad guy. But, yeah. um, but he's very relatable as a character in the Marvel Universe. I, I think he's a cool character in a lot of stories. I like that he exists, but he's definitely a punchline in most, most things that he shows up yeah. in. His, uh, his card in the game, though, is 
is really I, I, I stared at it for a while. I don't know if you looked at it a lot, Brandon. He's uh, kind of now I'm just reading it now. He's kind of like a mix between Captain America and uh, Zemo, is what I'm seeing. Yeah, like he he's ridiculously a mix of that, which is funny because that's literally like what his arms are. One arm is a sword, the other arm is Captain America's shield. <laughs> You're like, okay. It also makes sense with his character, right? Because he's learned all of his tactics from watching other heroes and villains. So he he literally gets a lot of this stuff from other heroes and villains. Um, I like mnemonic technique, actually. Uh, sorry, mnemonic technique. The Where he gets t- uh, rolled extra attack. It's a two-power attack that could get really big really fast. Wait, what? Mnemonic technique, his two-power... It's a four-power... Four-power... No, oh, sorry. you mean two, two, two power costs. Yeah, it costs sorry, two power. Four, get, four might. Four, yeah, four called. might, and then gives you extra dice equal to the target's um, uh, melee defense. Which, yeah, physical defense. And they can't modify or re-roll dice on the defense roll. He, he, he takes Captain America's you know, head off. <laughs> really, you know, like mm-hmm. he might just roll him over, even with Cap's all uh, Cap's cool stuff. Well, he doesn't so. actually stop any of Cap's abilities. Well, I'm saying just Cap. Cap but, yeah. will stack a lot of dice and defense dice, and then he yeah. will. Uh, he, he can he can bump himself up over those, which is one of the things Cap usually does. Is he matches your opponent's defense dice and then modifies them better than your opponent's attack dice. But right. Well, I'm just. I, I think I, you're just saying in general, but specifically, yeah. this doesn't interact with Captain America at all. But yes, because it, Cap is adding two dice to the roll, not two to his defense stat. Oh, and, I, I didn't know and that. And then was, he's oh, not okay. modifying. He's just succeeding on blanks. He's not actually changing the dice. He's just adding new possible results. Okay, so we're... So, I, so he's actually, I would say, poor against Cap, other than the fact that it, he gets an eight dice attack against him, which is not nothing, but... I, I, I just, re- I didn't realize that it didn't add to his defense. I, it's extra dice, not defense. Okay, right. well... Then yes, this this he actually has one of the things that actually works against a mnemonic technique. Yeah, uh, awesome observation withdrawn. Hot take is a bad take. Uh, <laughs> but that's no, fine. He has a uh, basically counter strike, except it's better because if you hit him twice, mm-hmm. it's six dice on the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in intuitive pattern recognition. Really interesting. He There's he gets better if you try to wail on him. Oh, so not only does his counter strike gets better, he gets two extra defense dice. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So the whole point. Is I like mean, the... immediately he's just showing to me that he's a counter to Punisher because Punisher can't like quad tap him. Yeah. That's yeah, he's... funny. Yeah, it's really he's martial arts. Yep. Yeah, this uh, guy's actually pretty solid. Yeah. The uh, the one thing about him that I was curious. This is this is this is something I wanted to know. Rogue agent. Mm-hmm. Uh. Every time I look at Rogue Agent, I love the ability because I love mercenary characters in every game. Yeah. So like, I love the ability of Rogue Agent. But every time I bring up a Rogue Agent, you're always like, "Meh." Might as well just take a. Well, that's just because Bucky's not very inspired. Right. Is is Taskmaster uh, a reason to take Rogue, Rogue Agent? No, there? I think Taskmaster is going to see a lot of lists, and for that exact reason, I think he's good enough that you're going to see him uh, taken specifically to fill roles, and that. Also, on top of that, he helps out your faction uh, bias. Yeah, so I'm actually pretty excited. Although he's in the criminal syndicate, right? Uh, that's what it says here, and that's I think that's just from the criminal syndicate card. I guess we could go to the tape. Uh, so let's yeah. go to Atomic Mass Games, organize play, and go to affiliation lists. All righty, here criminal syndicate has not been added yet. <laughs> Nice. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. When, when did we? Games. 
when did we did we get that card spoiled with um, yeah it was kingpin, kingpin a long time ago yeah, oh, yeah i, I can you. check on my phone I'm yep sure he's I on it. it i got it yeah he's on it i was pretty sure he was okay so, so yeah. not only is he he's also the first uh rogue agent that's part of an affiliation then which yes. is cool so he could easily he could easily i mean criminal syndicate combined with like i'm looking at the list here criminal syndicate combined with um uh like uh, spider foes uh, actually criminal it's funny criminal syndicate and spider foes has they have two... like three shared characters don't they? <laughs> yeah they already have a bunch of things they have green goblin kingpin um yes green goblin and kingpin and then crossbow okay, so there's two sorry and sorry crossbones uh, taskmaster then counts as like uh, a flip-flopper for, for mm-hmm. yeah he, that's yeah criminal syndicate is going to be a really cool splash because of taskmaster being a rogue also actually Oh, we'll get into that later. I was just yeah. recalling, I can't remember what the, the faction card for uh, Spider-Foes is. Is it Well-Laid Plans? Is that their faction card? No, we don't have it yet. It's it's the, it's the first one that we have. It did not oh, have Oh, that's a... right. It's with Angela, right? Spider-Foes? Not Angela. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a brain fart. Sorry, no. Uh, no. Um, who's the faction card with, then? I don't know, because it didn't come with Green Goblin. That was one of the things... We remarked we have we haven't gone through each pack huh. yet for characters. But. Well, I mean, maybe they just won't get one, but maybe it's probably with like Kingpin or Mysterio or something. Then, right? We have okay. not we have not seen it, but I was just recalling that Well Laid Plans is more of a, a team up card than it is an, uh, like a faction card. It's, so. Yeah, it's just Green Goblin and Doc Ock. That's all you need for that. Which, by okay. the way, is the reason to play Green Goblin and Doc Ock, which we mentioned that last time. God, it's so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> Well Laid Plans is so good. Okay, speaking of. Uh, Faction uh, cards that have been spoiled, but uh, next to things like well-laid plans look really silly. Um, Criminal Syndicate, the the, all according to plan, Kingpin's Criminal Syndicate reactive card. Oh yeah, gain the priority if you spend ten power on your characters. Yeah, does that? First thing I first thing I saw that is I read the thing which said gain the take the priority token. I read take priority token and I went whoa, this is so good. And then I read ten and I went this smells trappy. <laughs> I do not know. Well, if you think about it, though, a lot of those Spider-Foe characters and the uh, the Criminal Syndicate characters are fairly cheap. They only have, like, one four-point character, I think. Mm-hmm. Because King Kingpin's four, right? Or is he uh, three? Yeah, no, he's four. He's absolutely okay. four. Look at you checking. You're checking, but he's four. I am checking. Uh, Kingpin's four, Bullseye, and Taskmaster are both three. So this is probably going to be, I mean, just based on that, because that's 10 points for three characters so far. This is almost assuredly going to be a consistent five-character list, if not six. And so saying um, 10 power sounds like a lot, but if you have six characters, it's really not as much as you would think. I don't know if it's going to be a six-character. Modok, Killmonger, Green Goblin, they're all fours. Crossbones is a three, unless Black Cat is In a Criminal two. Syndicate? Hold yeah. On. Maybe I'm just not looking at the right list then. Yeah, Criminal Syndicate has a lot of fours and five and one fours, one five, um, bunch of threes. Black Cat is likely to be a two. I'd be very surprised if she wasn't a two. I apparently did not but, save the uh, Criminal Syndicate card. I'm sad now. Oh. So yeah, you know, I was looking at I was looking at the wrong list of characters. Sorry, I just did a search for Criminal Syndicate characters oh. and it pulled up just those three. In terms of points, they do have a lot of three pointers. That's true, uh, mm-hmm. but. Because even if you have five characters, it's pretty easy to get to two power on each, 
And if you're mm-hmm. on like turn four and it's about to be an incredibly crucial turn, I think mm-hmm. it might be worth it. Uh, the other thing I considered is it. Oh, it has to be critical synergy characters. Ah, never mind. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing I thought was get somebody with a power stone, and then you could easily. Oh yeah. You could easily get that, but you can't get that. In you said action. Modok's on the list? He is. He is a criminal syndicate character. Well, you can give Modok... Oh, no, he can't. What am I thinking? Nope. He, he is a Mind Stone, not can take the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking straight tonight. Anyway, well, I think we've, we've theorycrafted enough for this stuff because I keep coming up with bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> long story short, right. long story short, uh, I, maybe, like you said, I think the, the, the turning point will be is can you get... You either need one more character or some really viable way to get power before it mm-hmm. not to feel like a trap. Or Yeah, like not being able to take someone like Sherry and just do a power, you know, battery with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that makes it harder. Although you rather, could do Sherry and then play the Sherry card that lets her spread out power, right? Yes. You could take the spread out power card to try to, to get And then yeah, because you out. could just dump five, give it to your criminal syndicate characters, and then they could immediately play the other card. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody like uh, somebody like Vision also, he doesn't need the Mind Stone. He can just bump power. I don't think you have to have Shuri to give the power out. I'm pretty sure that, that card is not a Shuri card. Was it a Shuri it's just a card. card? It came with Shuri, but it's not... Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm not, trying to remember what it's called. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, me too. Advanced R&D. Yeah. A character may spend up to five to play the card and give other characters um, one power. Yeah, unaffiliated, active. Yeah, any yep. character. The only problem with that is, is you have to have in order if you have five power, which you don't have to have. You could do like four power, but um, you have to have five other characters in addition to the character playing advanced R and D to actually get full five. But or if you had something like four, that might be enough to put it over. So if you had somebody like Vision, honestly, if I did it, I I would do uh, like Star Lord with a mind uh, Star Lord Power Stone. That's four What's points. What's the name? Of, What's the name of the card that Kingpin has? The the ten power one? All according to plan. All according to plan. Muhaha. I just want to make sure I have the wording down right. Reactive during power. Number of ally criminals need to spend power. Yeah. I think it's gonna be <laughs> I if if you really, really want to play all according to plan whenever you want it, I think like a Star Lord with a power stone is a really great way to do it. He could stand on the back for most of the game and, you know, I don't know if, damage if, support, but that seems a lot. It seems like a lot of investment to just make sure this card happens. So maybe that's a trap. Yeah. Two, two tactics cards to gain the priority. I mean, it's interesting because it's definitely only going to be played if you're taking a large roster or a large team, because mm-hmm. not only does it make it easier to play the card, but it makes it more likely you don't have the priority. Like those right. two combined together is why the card's gonna be good. Like if you you can build a six or seven character list in in them. I haven't looked at the points, and so that would that seven's probably unlikely. Five or six is probably realistic. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading Kingpin now, seeing to think if he can get enough power to help. Like if he could do, like generally donate five, because his leadership ability is you spend power. You don't even get power back. Hmm. And yeah, spend, I don't know. Yeah, that, you have to send two power to. to yeah, to I don't see how you're gonna have enough power. Although you say that until they daze three of your characters and you're sitting on twenty one power and you're like, hey, look at me! Like, yeah. like all of a sudden it's very easy. Like, uh, and honestly, think, go ahead. I'd be willing to bet that it's very playable in a lot of games, and we're just mm. under we're just overrating how much ten power is. Yeah, 
Uh, one more spoiler. We got our first X-Man. Um, oh, that's true. Because Wolf- their sight went down, they spoiled Wolverine. Yep. Uh, so we know what Wolverine's... Uh, we only have the panel to play, which lets us know of what he does. We don't know exactly what he does. But um, he's... Uh, <laughs> I love it. He's, I think it's really funny. The panel to play actually mentions that uh, he's got a physical defense of four. Uh, he's got a mis- he's got a lower mystical defense since oh. magic and mental manipulation have never been his strong suit. And as soon as I read that, I I choked on it because <laughs> every Wolverine that's ever been in any comic book always has mental impenetrability because of his. He's too um, mad. You know, it's, it's his Weapon X conditioning. Like they purposely wanted to like condition him to be the ultimate weapon. So they brainwashed him like eight different ways. So, well, from my experience and let me do a, a episode to play here. Uh, I watched the entire X-Men TV show when they spoiled X-Men, all five seasons of the, of the <laughs> Marvel X-Men cartoon from the nineties on Disney plus. And I can tell you every time anyone in that show has a mental power Wolverine just falls down or starts crying <laughs> and I'm literally not kidding there was one episode where this guy creates an aura of fear and he literally chickens out and runs every time he sees him and the justification they give him because he has an altercation with Beast later in the episode where he's like hey you know are you calling me a coward he's like actually I'm saying the opposite because you've never felt fear it's that much more impactful to you because you have no defense mechanism against it because you've never been afraid before <laughs> I was like that was the dumbest thing that I've is, ever heard is, but it was funny it was funny yeah. so anyway I felt the same kind of funny when I read this the panel to play long moving forward yeah. there's cool stuff he's got a basic uh, attack with uh, five with bleed and pierce um Berserker Barrage, which is a callback to uh, Marvel versus Capcom Fighters. It's the the 2D fighting game with the uh, the Street Fighter game uh, mm-hmm. that is just an amazing game. Uh, back on the what PlayStation One or Two is the the first one, but the first uh, one I think was Super Nintendo. I'm there not you sure. Go. It but, might be PlayStation. But Berserker Barrage is what he would say. And if you ever played yeah. that game and you played Wolverine, it's Berserker Barrage, Berserker Barrage, Berserker Barrage is what you heard yeah. the whole time. I don't want to go too hard into the panel to plays because we're also going to talk about it when his card gets spoiled, which is Got probably going to be in like two weeks. But uh, uh, anyway. the high points is fine. So uh, it's uh, four physical defense, two mental, I think, uh, seven dice on his big attack, right? Uh-huh. Berserker Barrage. Berserker Barrage. Uh, the coolest thing, I think, is that he heals two at the end of his activation, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice. And then they mention that good luck dazing him because it's going to like set off his like berserk rage or whatever, right. which makes it sound like he's going to attack whoever dazes him. Uh, or he's got, maybe it's the backside. The backside has something called wild rage. Yeah, maybe he's sure like super means. angry on the backside. That would be cool if he just goes mm-hmm. into like rage mode on the back and like is like less hit points, but he's super dangerous. And that's a really common part of the comic books too. Like he he sees red, he lets the berserker out, he just goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's probably about enough news. We've we've had about twenty minutes of news here. But there's so much news. That's what this game is there's, about. There's a lot of news, but uh, I'm pretty sure most people have already absorbed a lot of the news. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited. I think uh, the next wave of stuff coming out, which is like Punisher, Taskmaster. Not super excited about Daredevil and uh, Kingpin, but you know, most people are. I'm excited about Punisher. And then uh, we're also going to be seeing the X-Men pretty soon, I think, because I'm pretty sure they're slated for like a November, December time, Mm -hmm. which is going to be awesome. 
All right. So uh, for everyone who listened to episode one, we built a list. Uh, we're going to talk very briefly about what that list was, and then we're going to move into how to choose crisis cards to go with that list. Uh, so Parker, do you want to go through the list? Or you want me to? Uh, I, I can see the list. Okay. Um, so, so just quick generalization. We mm -hmm. decided to try and build a two faction list. And so this is what we came up with. It's uh, the factions are as guardians and Avengers. Um, and it's got Agent Widow uh, and Black Widow in the roster. And we clarified that you can have both of those in a roster, but just not on the team, uh, on the board at the same time. Um, Captain America, Thor, Prince of Asgard, uh, Loki, Valkyrie, Hela, Hawkeye, and Rocket Raccoon. Uh, we all, our, our tenth slot is filled up with a Mind Gem for Loki. And uh, our tactics cards we chose uh, from the Avengers uh, side is Avengers Assemble. Um, from the Asgardian side, Odin's Blessing and kind of also sibling rivalry. That makes sense with Asgardians because the two Asgardians play it. Um, drop Off. Uh, our generic, uh, other generics were Patch Up for some healing, Brace for Impact, uh, Situational Card, Inspiring Monologue, just strong in general, and Mark for Death, which is kind of a new meta card we're, we're, we want to try out. We want to see how often it pops up. We think maybe often with the stuff that's coming up recently, so we're trying that out. Also, we made this list last week, and I don't think in a lot of situations we actually needed Black Widow, or sorry, Agent Widow specifically, the three-point version, to break the tie on Avengers. And so it's very possible that we end up dropping Agent Widow for Punisher in this list, in which case Mark for Death is also very strong. Mm -hmm. We just noticed that it seemed like beyond our very hardcore of Captain America, Thor, and Loki, which make it into a lot of our lists, we needed more... Um, backline characters that could hold our own objectives while those three charge forward and then Mark for Death seemed to complement those ranged characters really well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on to the crisis cards, uh, we should talk a little bit about how our list is expected to play and just like I was saying, we're, we tend to have a brute squad that kind of groups up and takes over a portion of the table and then specifically Loki and Thor which are going to make it into I think every list that we are planning and mm -hmm. then Captain America can jump in there as well, or Valkyrie can jump out on a flank. And so we're probably going to have a really strong center of our, our list, and then we're going to have some cheap ranged characters to fill in our back lines. And so having defensive positions to hold would be really good. So uh, like a deployment, I think it's... Is it deployment B, Parker? Can you check the deployment it, cards for me if you want if you want center or if we're talking about like center like we want to have something in the center c is the one that lines up on the center as well as e uh, are you F. looking at are you looking at extractor secures first oh oh i guess you're just looking at deployments um so let's look at the objective list no you're fine parker Okay, so how do you want to select the missions first? You want to do secure and extract first? You want to do by deployment? I I like the idea. Whenever I'm playing any kind of miniatures game, I like to have a game plan of you know uh, of everything until the first shot's fired. You know that old saying: every mm -hmm. everything goes according to plan until the first shot's fired. So I like to know what my plan is until just that for first the record. Engagement. I think it is no plan survives first engagement with the enemy is the phrase. Got it. Um, the point is. Uh, this particular uh, uh, list that we built has this, you know, this really cool uh, one-two punch of uh, um, 
drop off in sibling rivalry, sibling rivalry, where you're planning on Loki and Thor to be next to each other, making use of drop off and sibling rivalry cool combo of you know dropping in and throwing Loki, and then Loki and Thor being really excellent at disrupting opponents at the center, and mm-hmm. Thor cleaning up as you go. And since that's so, going to be a, a key element of any any game we play in, I think the having objectives on that fight, or wherever that fight is going to be, is probably going to be key to also winning while you're doing okay. that. So, so let's do it like this. Let's ignore the red and blue for right now, and we're just going to choose scenarios that have the deployments we like and see how that goes. And then as we fill up one side or the other, we'll start looking at other things. And so I'm going to go to Crisis. I'm going to filter out the different deployments. Okay. So we've got A, B, C, D, E, and F. So just to remind everyone, A is the very weird one that the Wakandan herbs use, where there's basically two uh, points in the corners on each uh, your right corner towards you and your opponent's right corner towards them. So opposite side, there's two points in each corner. Uh, the deployment B is the basic one where it's just one in each quad- quadrant of the table. Uh, deployment C is the three points along the center line at midpoint on the table. Uh, and then deployment D is kind of like the turn sideways version of deployment B where there's um, there's one kind of in your deployment zone and there's one on each flank and there's one in your opponent's center. And then E, I don't even remember E. Oh, E is uh, the gamma Vertical. one, where it's yeah. reverse C. Yeah, so there's just three on the center line running between your, you and your opponent right at each other. And then F, F is uh, with the X- quadrants, but also there's one dead center as well. That's the X- extremist X- deployment. Yeah, X marks the spot, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, For this list, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I really like something where the star is in the center. That way, if I'm fighting over... Uh, uh, I say star because that's what the objectives have is the stars on them. Um, yeah. But the objective or the extract, the secure... Sorry, secure or extract, I like them to be right in the middle because yeah, if Thor and Loki are going there nine times out of ten, if that's my, my basic plan for most games, regardless if I'm picking Avengers or as Guardians and what I'm putting around them to, to play against my opponent... If I'm planning on Thor and Loki going to one spot in the middle, it actually is always better to be actually in the middle of the board laterally and vertically because if something happens and I need Loki and Thor to respond to some other situation, if my core fighting duo that I'm counting on to carry me a lot of games and I'm investing crisis cards and everything else into... Sorry, tactics cards and all these other things, I want them to be able to respond more easily. And if I have them even though I have them in the center of a board, but always over on a flank, or if I have them in my opponent's quadrant on the other side, it's going to be really difficult for them to contribute in the later parts of the game. So so what I will say is I think you're on the right track. Um, I don't necessarily 100% agree, but you're definitely in the right frame of mind. And uh, from playing a vaguely similar list to this, it's, it is very different, but it's, it's kind of along the same lines. Um, I played a trap list for people that it was it's kind of hard to explain but basically the list was captain america modok and hulk and so basically it was just the angry people and so that's 15 points exactly so i would intentionally put um the gamma 
what is it called? Game of Wave Sweeps Across Midwest. It's the 15-point mission that has the three points running along the middle of the table from you to your opponent. Mm-hmm. And so you get more points according to how far across the table you make it, basically. Right. And so I would play... I would always pick uh, blue if I got the priority. And a lot of people tend to pick red because they want to pick their extract mission that they like. And so if I got blue and I drew one... I had the... Th- two-thirds chance of drawing the Gamma Wave mission. If I drew it, I would always pick it. And if I had priority, obviously, I would choose 15 points because I'm dropping three characters and the ability for me to activate the power of those three characters before my opponent got to, basically anything they moved into the middle to try and take the middle point immediately died and was dazed or was thrown out of range or Modok made them walk away. And so they were able to gain control of the center and so more often than not, I would just body block them off the point because I have two large bases standing on the point so they can't quite get to it. And then Captain America standing behind them, bodyguarding for them. And if I need to, he can back up and score my friendly one. And so a lot of the time, uh, I was just able to bully people off the center. And so they were scoring one while I was scoring two. And it, it was just a really interesting concept. And if we played at 17, I would just throw in Black Widow and she would hold my point. And so... I, it worked out really well. A lot of people did not like playing against it because if I trapped them at 15 points, most people hadn't planned a 15-point roster from theirs. And so they're only playing with four characters, and I'm only playing with three, but I always have the priority, and my activation is more effective than theirs. So I would always daze one of their characters. So they would never actually activate more than me anyway. I I like um, E for any list that's going to... Uh, just straight up want to fight like yeah. in one one fight in the middle. Like, it's like I want to fight one fight. I don't want to fight three small fights across this map. I yeah, want to fight I one wanna, fight. I want to just, you know, dogpile in the middle. And I think our, yeah. our list is really good at that. So yes. I think the first card we should add is going to be the Gamma Wave mission. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and drop there, that in. There are currently... Th- are there three maps with E? Three different There's things with E? There's one Gamma Wave. That's it. There's Gamma Wave and the Montessi formula, the new one that came with Doctor Strange. It's E. Oh, okay, that hasn't been added to the format yet. Okay. Uh, so it. Well, I mean, I have the card. What's it called again? Can you say the, it again? The Montessi formula found. It's an extract. Okay, yeah. it hasn't been added to the online database yet, which is why I can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you read me the card then? Sure. So um, the setup is you you place three spell books on E. And you get one VP for having a spellbook. Uh, when you pick up a spellbook, you have to interact, and you get access to um, uh, an attack once per turn. It's a beam three six dice, zero power required. You just get to shoot a mystic beam. Okay, beam three six dice. Character on the spell and calling attack once per turn. Yep. So it's. So yeah, there there are hmm. um, uh, and there's an uh, all, I will actually say that there is another E that just got also released. Yeah, I, I noticed that with Ghost Rider, the flaming portals. So there are now three E. Sorry, there yeah there are now three E's: Montesi, Gamma Wave, and um, Demons Downtown. Demons Downtown. Yep. So. Um, Ooh, you gain the incinerate special condition if you're controlling yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, so it actually makes you weaker. 
Uh huh. No, it's not. If you're controlling, it's all characters within one. So if you're contesting, you're also incentivized. Yeah, sorry. If you're contesting, yes, that's why I meant. So. Yeah. Because you don't actually score the objective with characters. Characters just contest, and then conditionally they score. Right. Okay. All right, then, because there's multiple E's, there's actually some questions here. So, mm -hmm. first of all, do you like the Gamma Wave sweeps across Midwest? With the, uh, you get more points the further across the big table you get. I specifically like this one, because if they run away from Thor and Loki and, and Captain America and your ball of hate, they're pretty much screwed because you'll just start scoring three points at a time. How, um, with the Gamma Wave, uh, it's 15 points is our list. Flexible. So I built the, I built the 15 point list already. Mm -hmm. It's uh Thor, Loki cap and uh black widow. That Let sounds me great. Check. Right. Exactly. So you've got the black widow to hold your back point. Captain America follows them up the board for as long as he wants to and bodyguarding. And mm -hmm. then when they want to split off Thor and Loki push to the third point, or you can change up the combination. That's just the most most strong individual pockets. Because yeah. the further you dig Loki into their army, the more debuff they're going to be, which is going to make Thor effectively stronger. Yeah, Loki Loki coming at you is just always so annoying. Mm -hmm. It's just And it's like, if ugh. if they try and gain up on Loki, it's so hard to actually get a hold of, especially when no, you've got a bodyguard so standing next to him. Oh my gosh. And he so the goal so is <laughs> Yeah, the goal is Captain America takes literally as many hits for them as he can getting across the table and then gets them there clean and those two clean can take out pretty much any two characters yeah i, I like i like gamma wave for sure mm -hmm. so i've thrown in gamma wave already um i like the concept of the e deployment uh the other one i was considering is c because you are pretty good at holding the center line but e i think is even better because it forces you to the middle without forcing your ranged people forward, which is nice. So I, I'm liking the deployment on E a lot. So let's see. We've got the Demons Downtown. I actually, I'm not a huge fan, although it is a 19-point mission. So let's see what a 19-point list looks like. Do we like 19 points? So far, I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah. Let's see. One, two. I need a... I think, if I remember correctly from last episode, the 19-point list was really solid. So it is, uh, if we're playing the Avengers side, it is Thor, Loki, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Valkyrie. That seems super That strong. seems just absolutely brutal in, a, in an E deployment. Yeah. Uh, just for moving on, because this is going to get kind of confusing. Uh, when we say the deployment type, let's say the phonetic. So E is Echo. That way it doesn't sound okay. like D or C or whatever. So Echo. Got it. Yeah, so I think I like the 19-point mission. So the question is, do we want to have people get incinerated? Because that actually, I believe incinerate is the lose a defense die, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is. Are you confirming or just humming? No, no, I'm, I'm looking, actually. Oh, okay. So I was, I was slipping over to the rules. I'm pretty okay. sure it is. I, there's so... There's... <laughs> As much as I love this game, there are so many Incinerate. special conditions. The I character rem removes one die from its defense rules. Yeah, I was right. Uh -huh. So that actually hurts our list a lot. So let's see. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't uh, help. Does it? I mean, it does. There are very few ca- creatures that don't care. <laughs> Sorry, creatures. There are very few characters that don't care about losing. Uh, yeah, but our our we have a small list that tends to take a lot of attacks because we move forward a lot. I don't know that I like this mission specifically. I do like the list it lets us play though. Um, let's look at another combination. What's the uh, other echo deployment? Is formula found seventeen points? So less less inspiring. You lose two points, which means you're losing Hawkeye and Valkyrie for Hella, I guess. Or you could lose Hawkeye and Valkyrie for Black Widow and Rocket, which is probably better. That's better. That is better. And um, it's okay. I mean, it's a good 17-point list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. So I'm going to throw in the formula as our, our extract. Unfortunately, this doesn't for, have it uploaded. For, for echo deployment, right? Yeah. Oh, so the formula is uploaded. Okay, it's just because it was under extract, it wasn't showing it as an option. That's why I was confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although being that it's an extract, it's not going to force people to stay there. But fights, fights generally... Also, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's in a, it's in also it's in a row. So if they want to get the other extracts, they've got to come to, at least to the middle center. Like, sure. they're going to be able to extract the one back back. Like they'll get that. And but, being that we have eight, we have. Uh, did I? I unclick these apparently. Let me rebuild my seventeen real quick. I'm pretty sure I remember it. Yeah. So and also it lets you have Black Widow, which is really good about grabbing one and running away. So I think I like that. That's a good seventeen point list because the list comp, the seventeen point list that we would be playing in that that deployment complements uh, the type of mission really well. So I like mm-hmm. that. So so I I got that down. That's that's second mission for sure. So we got Montesi, Formula, uh, Gamma Wave. Um, mm-hmm. I I was actually going to say that. I think for a list, tell me what you think about. Uh, Foxtrot deployment. Um, the Foxtrot the, deployment. So we've got uh, Spider Infected invade Manhattan as an extraction. Um, I'm not a big fan of this one because they can get moved around and positioning is really important with your list because it's mostly melee. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you know if Black Widow gets pushed around, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, however, on the flip side, if you get lucky and you get to push them into your melee range, that's nice. But, I mean, if, I, I think it has more of a chance to hurt you than help you. Uh, so the Foxtrot deployment in general, I like. So let's see. Struggle for the cube, I think, is a great one. Getting more power is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking damage isn't great, but they're taking damage too. Um, I think I think cube is probably a good one because the cube can score really fast. And so it forces them. Because if they're going to just not play and give you three cubes, you will win the game. Before they get a chance uh, to do anything about it. Also, uh, th- uh, th- Thor with a cube is scary as hell because <laughs> he <laughs> he has the health to take it, and then he's just like womp womp. Yes, womp. He's Thor, just doing both Thor so and much. Loki getting extra power is never a good thing. Cap getting yes. extra power, like he already takes so little damage that it's not a big mm-hmm. deal for him anyway. And I think so if he three- has enough power to keep bodyguarding on top of it, that's that's annoying. Your three frontliners, like the three frontliners we picked specifically, like to turn their power into overwhelming force or fantastic defensive abilities. So, mm-hmm. like, you're going to get that one damage back in other ways with that power. So, okay. so I've thrown like in cube. Struggle for the Cube continues uh, just because. Um, 
one of them. Uh, oh, it's, that's why. Uh, so let's see here. What is deployment delta again? Delta okay. is the. Um, here we go. Is is the, the it's uh, four the turns, on the center lines? Yeah, it's a uh, two on the middle separated and. Mm -hmm. I'll just explain it in case people at home are trying to follow along. Uh, you have one objective five forward centered in your deployment zone, and then the your opponent has the same, and then there's two three in on the center line on the sides. And so I, this this is actually a really good one if you've got Black Widow because she's so good at getting to those side points, especially on extraction missions. She can generally get over there and get get out before she gets killed because she is fairly fairly dodgy most of the time. Uh, also, I really like I really like Delta for um, ranged characters. If you have a nice mm -hmm. ranged core, because they yeah. can often if you have a ranged character hanging in your near your deployment on that back one, that's awesome. Or even if they have to swing all the way over to an edge, like if your opponent just gives up one of the flanks, um, you can sit your ranged character over there and not expect a lot of reciprocity while they're doing something across the whole midsection of the field. So. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like Delta for this, even though there's not uh, objective in the center where we might li prefer it. Um, I, I do like it for a, the list that has ranged options like ours does. But I think since our ranged options usually show up at slightly higher point values, we might be looking for a, a Delta that lets us run a little bit higher points maybe. So what I was going to say is, the, the reason I even looked up Delta is I want to run uh, Fear Drift's World as Worthy Terrorized Cities. So the the Worthy, if you aren't familiar, um, mm -hmm. is the, the Hammer mission. And so yeah. it's Deployment D, it's an extraction, and then it's a, when you pick up the Hammers, uh, you add one die to your attack rolls, um, all attack rolls made. So it works with ranged characters or melee characters. Uh, the only problem is you have to pay one additional for each celestial hammer you have to play a crisis team card, or sorry, a team tactic card. And so, on this one, it's really good because you've got a lot of hard hitting characters. You've got a lot of ranged characters that can apply their damage from far away. Like Rocket loves this mission because if he can get, yeah. he's going to get your middle one that's free basically, and then he can run over to the side, whichever side they put like no one over by. He can sneak up there and grab that one, and now he can roll nine dice with his big attack. It's freaking crazy. And then mm -hmm. if you want, you can run Captain America around with him to bodyguard for him once he gets to, and he's just a nightmare. So yeah. I think I think this is really good. So that does fill out our extractions, uh, and if we want to, we can drop one of those. But let's start looking more specifically at the secure missions. So let me sort through here and pull up our blue missions on the spreadsheet. That way we'll... Okay. So, um, remaining options. We've already done the Echo mission. And that's the only one we've done so far. So our options are Bravo, Charlie, and Delta for Secure are the only ones we have left. So let's take a look at those deployments, see if we like them. Delta we talked about. It's okay. It's not ideal, but it's, it's good because of mm -hmm. how many support range characters we throw in. I do not like Bravo for this. Um, I do like Charlie because it, it yeah. forces people forward to the center to, line. To the middle, yeah. Yeah, and we're just kind of going to have uh, Bash Bros run around in the middle of the table. 
Uh, also, if you can get one of the one of the Delta missions with a Charlie mission, then you're going to have fights in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, Delta deployment is yeah the hammers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our options are extremists, uh, spider people, uh, Black Order descends for Delta. And then we all our only options are meteors mutate citizens for Charlie and Infinity Formula for Bravo. But we already said we kind of don't like those too much. So I like extremists. Uh, being able to heal people when you've got really hard to kill characters is really nice. Hmm. Are you familiar with extremists? I'm I'm reading it again. I yeah, don't know it's how. uh you interact with it to remove a damage from a character within two. And so let's mm. say, for example, you have Captain America, Thor, and Loki sitting on a point, and Captain America has one hit point left. Each time one of them activates, they can interact with the objective and remove a damage from Cap. That that sounds great, but that means your, your core fighting group is either on a flank or in their deployment zone. Well, but it does um, mean you're on a point. So, yeah, so it, it's going to be where you are. But obviously, they're going to kind of, everyone on the table is going to kind of gravitate to the objectives, specifically mm -hmm. the secure objectives, because mm -hmm. the extraction points are usually going to be picked up by turn two. So all the extraction is going to be up on turn two, and they're, they're going to be moving towards the secures so that you can get more points. And yeah, so I, I think that's okay. I've played this one repeatedly with Cap and Loki and Thor, and it's done me well in the past. So I, I think it's a good one. It's not necessarily the best. I don't like the spider people one because I don't like it moving you around. Um, yeah. That let's see obvious. the Black Order one. I haven't read the Black Order one in a while. Cosmic Invasion. I remember this one's kind of wonky. During the power phase, com cosmic volts will radiate cosmic energy. Start with the player with priority. Players roll dice for each character they control within range one of a cosmic volt. If the result is a critical or wild, that character gains two power and is pushed from the vault short before rolling for the next character. Opposing character resolves this push. Hmm. So you're getting a whole lot of power, but it forces you to move. If you have if you it's have also like a sixteen point scenario. Let me let me yeah. play around with sixteen points. I feel like this scenario is really good for movement shenanigan characters. Like I I like this scenario a lot for like spider um um, web warriors, because I feel like, like with all their movement shenanigans and getting extra power, like who cares if they get pushed a little bit? They're going to be back to where they need to be at some point. Um, uh, I like it for somebody like for a faction like that who you're planning on doing a lot of movement stuff. I really don't like 16 points with this list. Yeah. That's so I'm thing. looking at Thor, Loki, Cap, and Hawkeye or Agent Window is basically their option. We drop out of Avengers, it gets a little bit better because you can drop Valkyrie in and then pick up like Black Widow and Rocket. That's not terrible if you want to play the Avengers or the Asgardians. We've been building mostly Avengers lists. I think I'd be happy to play this. This keeps the, the core concept around. It's a little mm -hmm. less defensive, but it has a lot of damage output. Rocket, mm -hmm. Valkyrie, Black Widow's more of a scenario piece, but then you've got uh, Thor, Loki still. Like, that's a lot of out output for 16 points. So I don't necessarily hate the 16.1. I think you should switch. I think switching the Guardians. 
we always like go for the Avengers first. It's kind of the top shelf we reach for because the, yeah, and part of that but, is just me because I play Avengers all the time. So right, but but I think because also because Captain with Loki and Thor is such a like a difficult nut to crack. But um, the Asgardian version of this, you guys convinced me last episode that that it's totally viable. I, I totally see it. It is more of a get up and and get your get your. Yeah, surprisingly, it, or non-surprisingly, the Asgardians do more damage, and the, mm-hmm. the Avengers are harder to kill. Like, that's kind of like how it works. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm going to slide in Cosmic Invasion, unless you have a big argue against it. I know you get pushed, but in a lot of the Asgardians, specifically because that's 16 points, if that ends mm-hmm. up being the priority choice, at 16 points, you're playing mostly Asgardians, and you're looking at maybe four power a turn for that. And most of them have a charge or a throw or something, some way to either close yep. the gap or modify the engage. I, I really like that. I think that's good. I, also, I, I don't forget. For, mm-hmm. Sorry, don't forget. Loki is the mind stone, so potentially you can mind stone someone forward into range of all your guys. I think I think this is the way to go. Yeah, I, I actually uh, I didn't like it for the Avengers list because that's where my head was at when I read it at first. But when mm-hmm. I think about the Asgardians, how many different ways they have to go back in, and also. As guardians with even more power becomes, it, it's like full tilt. Yeah, yeah. Like when Loki's getting five a turn, you're like, all of a sudden, Trickster is happening every single turn, and he's just yeah. driving you insane. Yeah. When the thing is with as guardian with a stone and this particular uh, set, it's it's as if Loki is taking four damage every turn, and he's not. And you're just like, yeah. you're yeah. like, you're getting all the things you should be while you're almost dead. Like that's, mm-hmm. like that's really that's one of the ways that I've started to think about, uh, like power accumulation in this game. If you find a way to increase the amount of power you're getting, you're functionally, you're functionally making your character, uh, like almost extra health. Like you're living longer than you should be because a character, the way they, the yeah, way they I get what you're character, saying. Yeah, I don't like know that you, I totally agree, but I definitely understand where you're going with that. It's not it's not exactly synonymous. Mm-hmm. It's not equal. It's not equal. Yeah, obviously you're not more but. survivable, but it, it's because generally speaking, we we correlate their output throughout a game with effectively how much health they have in a non-direct way because the mm-hmm. amount that you get to do is generally based on how much power you accumulate. And so, right. if you've ever played the extremists and um, in, uh, what's it called, the formula ones. Infinity Formula, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, the Infinity Formula? I'm going nuts now. Yeah, Infinity Formula. So you're getting potentially three power on each character every turn. It adds up super fast, but you're also right. taking damage for the the cubes, mm-hmm. and so it's not really as good as you think it is because all of a sudden, by the time you have ten power, you're dead. So it's not a big deal. Exactly. Um, it also also like if you were taking that damage from an attack, you'd be getting one power. So, yeah, you get double the power for taking a damage, but that's what you did. You just doubled the power for taking a damage. Unlike uh, the Black Order, in which case you're doubling the power for uh, a movement effect. If you can mitigate that some way, if that's something you're, you can do, then it's it's a fantastic efficiency piece. On top of as Guardians already get an extra power. So it's... yeah. No, I, I think, I think it's. Isn't it funny though? Like initially, we were like, "Man, I hate this mission with our list," and then all of a sudden, we we switch from Avengers to Asgardians, and you're like, "I love this mission!" Like, <laughs> like it's. And we were talking about last last episode, if you guys were listening, that how 
it wasn't a big deal to switch. Like, if you build a, a two-faction list, why would you ever play the other faction? Well, we've just organically found a great situation where you would immediately switch and be happy about it. Yeah, so you, that, you, that's that's a good feeling. You've changed my mind. At the beginning of the at the beginning of the episode last time, I was sure that I couldn't think of a reason not to just play the one faction I I was planning on, mm-hmm. uh, and but now I am realizing that, especially with things like uh, the crisis cards you can really easily flip something around when you have the ability to switch factions with your list. Okay. So I feel like our best choice for the secures are, we've already taken game away. That was the first one we took cosmic invasion. I think we've agreed on. And Mm -hmm. then I think the best last one is riot sparks over extremist 3.0, which is the one. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna trust you with that one. I do not know if I like it, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna. I will tell you, uh, if you heal Captain America three times with the Extremist console, Jeremy <laughs> will quit. So that's a free win if you're playing against Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy will just start picking up his bottles and not talk to you for at least an hour. <laughs> like it's yeah. great. You should try it. <laughs> Jeremy's on the podcast. Doesn't even know it. Um, <laughs> I only make fun of him because he hates Captain America. Like yeah. I've never seen. Like if you ever played War Machine. I hate Haley too and Lich too, but oh my god, does he hate Captain America? <laughs> He's like, uh, Take your fucking dinner plate, go home. Uh, actually, a point to to extremists is the interact thing sounds really good, but you have to have a character that's okay with using the interact. Mm-hmm. Like he has to be willing to give that up. Uh, Loki yeah. is a really good character to continue doing his thing and then also healing people. Like he's yeah. a really nice character. To you gotta remember button. though, it doesn't cost a, an action; it just costs a power. And so, if you start doing the math in your head, if you're like, "Well, is it worth spending a power to to gain a hit point?" and you realize that you mm. already got the power for the hit point, you're literally yeah. just preventing damage. So it okay. So again, convince me why extremist is good then, <laughs> because the okay. So that's just what I'm saying. Fine. I walk up and let's say. I punch Loki, right? I got to get Loki dead. He's injured. I'm trying to get him dead. He's got like four hit points. So you punch him, right? He takes one damage. I punch him again. I bodyguard with Cap. Cap takes a damage. All right, I punch him again. He tricksters away. He's like, okay, now their turn. And then they just heal Cap and Loki before you can end up getting back to him. And you're like, oh. Like, like you just, it's just more control over the situation. And if you don't have cap, you have access to Odin's blessing. So they come in, they punch yeah. you and you're like, oh, look, I used, I am a God. I block four or three. And you're like, oh, okay. So you take one. All right. I punch you again with like six hits. You're like, all right, I'll just play Odin's blessing. I take one. And you're like, yeah. awesome. I punch you again. It's like, I'll trickster away. You're like, all right, your turn. All right. I heal Loki the one damage you did. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like, like what is happening? Like you just can't get to him. And not to mention, mm-hmm. he's debuffing your rolls the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. And then time you're like, oh, cool. I'll just blast you with my ice beam, slow you, and move away. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm standing here. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Extremists. It's definitely not the best mission, but also part of it is going to be, like, let's look at these. Can we see? All right, so we've got – I'm going to take some notes here. So we've got the – did I save these? Oh, this has just been updated since I wrote these down. That's why they don't match. That's why I'm confused. Okay. Um, the Montesi formula is how many points, Parker? Can you check these for me? 17. 17. 17. Struggle for the cube is 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most of us the worthy 17. is 18. Gamma waves is 15. 
Extremis is 17, and I believe Cosmic Invasion is 18? It is. Cosmic, no, it's 16. Yeah. 16, sorry. Okay. So, looks like we're not playing over 17 very often, because we've only got the 118. Mm -hmm. um, but Unless our opponent right? That's true. Because, yeah, you got to remember your opponent's going to pick one of these. Yeah. Data, sort range, descending, perfect. Okay. 15, 16, 17, 17, 17, 18. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes it a lot easier to build lists because mm -hmm. there's the vast majority of the time you're playing between 16 and 18, which is pretty standard, but you're probably going to be shooting for 17 most of the time. I am very excited. I want to try this list. <laughs> you got you power to you. Okay, so now that we know our point totals, I'm going to build one list each way. Uh, so an Avengers and an Asgardian list for each point total, as an example, in case you guys end up playing and you want to know what we think. Uh, I think Thor and Loki are in literally every list because that's mm -hmm. kind of the point. That's the core. Is those two work really well together? We've got the tactics cards to help them out, um, and they they both fit either way. Uh, so going Asgardian first uh, at 15. So Thor, Loki, Valkyrie. Three points remaining. Um, who do you think is better? What is Hawkeye the 15 point? Or what Black is the 15 Widow? point list? Which one is 15 points? Is that Gamma 15 wave? points is the Gamma Wave. So it's a very aggressive one. So I think Hawkeye is probably better because he can contribute from back. Are, are you specifically making an Asgardian one? I thought we agreed yes. that the I'm doing one, one of each. super strong. I'm doing one of each. Gotcha. I'm, yeah, I'm listening. Chill, it's okay. So each each point total, because apparently I didn't explain it very well. Each point total, I'll do Asgardian and then Avengers. No, and I, then we'll I, just go down the five point total or the four three four point totals anyway. I'm following. Seventeen, there's three. Okay. So the fifteen point list for uh, Asgardians is Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, and Hawkeye. I really okay. like that. Mm -hmm. Then switching over to the Avengers is Thor, Loki, Captain America. And then probably Widow. Rocket. No, Rocket. I thought we said Widow. Oh, no, it has to be Widow. That's right, or else yeah. it's a tie. Because Rocket's right. not an Avenger. All right, so yeah, Black Widow, Captain America, Thor, and Loki. Unless you watch the movie, in which case he's kind of an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 16 points for Asgardians is Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, because, oh my god, Valkyrie's so good. <laughs> Valkyrie uh, is so good. That, so I, I remember the first, the first time left. you ever... The first time you ever sent a Valkyrie at me, and you're, you're like, like, "All right, I I am going to activate Valkyrie," and then I was oh, that's done, a three-point like, character. You mean like Doc Ock or Iron Man? I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, and you, you took out. I think you dazed two Wakandans in a single turn, and I was like, oh. "Yeah, I think it was like Black Panther and Killmonger," and you're like, "What was that?" Uh, no, it was it, it was a Koye, I think. You, you was dazed, it you dazed both of them in one activation. I was like, "Well." That bitch is gonna die. To like, be fair, like, I think you, I think you had just dazed her, so she came in with like nine power. It was so gross. Yes, that, I, I, so I, gross. I, alpha, I, alpha, I managed to alpha strike her with like a crazy mm -hmm. attack from Panther. I remember that. Yeah. All right. So the Asgardian sixteen point list. Yeah, I love, just absolutely love. This is the the cosmic invasion one. It's Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Black Widow, Rocket. I, I want to play this list. <laughs> this looks so mean, just so yeah. dirty. That yeah, right. yeah, that does look like dirty pool. Okay, uh, so the Avengers version. Uh, so we're basically a three, 13 point module to get Thor Loki cap because that's how Avengers works when you're playing these uh -huh. two. Uh, so three points left has to be an Avenger model. 
to break agent the widow. tie. So it has or to be Hawkeye. Agent Widow or Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye's better at 16. Mm-hmm. I just think Hawkeye's better than Agent Window. I mean, she's good if you don't have Black Widow or like someone else in here. I, I think Hawkeye's probably better, at least if you don't already have a ranged character. Right. But if you had like five points to spend, I think Hawkeye Rocket is an amazing module too. Mm-hmm. All right, so bumping up to 17 for the Asgardians is basically 12 points for everyone but Hela. And if you like Hela for four points, she's pretty easy to slide into a bunch of these. So Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, and we're looking for five more points. We have three. So this is a perfect example. You could throw in Hawkeye and Rocket. That gets mm-hmm. you to 17. That's a good five-point module. Um if you wanted to do the... Um, no, that doesn't work. You could drop Rocket for Black Widow if you want another like uh, close-range scenario piece. Like If you've got um, like a flank scenario you need to hold, Black Widow's probably better than Rocket, obviously. Um, so that's an option. I think that's honestly... It depends on the scenario. It depends on your opponent. Black Widow or Rocket in here. But the, the list mm-hmm. is basically Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Hawkeye, and then do you want more range? Do you want more scenario? Right. Okay. Uh, also, so, you want an aggressive piece because Rocket cannot play aggressively and expect to live, but right, Black exactly. Widow can play aggressively and expect to get, get at least get in and get out. Most likely, she mm-hmm. it, it, it might be hard to pin her down and kill her. Okay. All right. So coming in here, we have the uh, Avengers version: Thor, Loki, Cap. Obviously, looking for four more points. I think this is pretty obviously Rocket Widow plug-in. Yeah, that's really the only way to do it with what we got. Yeah, I mean, your other option is you don't. Or, wait, have... hold on. Have you have you put the mindstone in any of this list yet? Any of these? Oh lists shit, yet? you're right. I haven't even been thinking. What am I thinking? Well, I mean, I think the mindstone is also a matchup thing. Like, you don't always need the mindstone. Right. In fact, I usually don't play it, but having it there is pretty nice. Like, if you know your opponent has like Captain God, America, like, a, like uh, honestly, Black Panther, Captain America, uh, Hulk, most of the time. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many. Like, I just got to move this guy right now. Like, there's a lot of them that are, are definitely useful. But like we said, because we've got a bunch of twos and a bunch of threes, you can pretty make that much make that work at any level. But, yeah, yeah. I, I consider the Mind Stone a counterplay option. You're basically playing a point down to make sure that you can answer your opponent's problems. But you're also you're you're also passively buffing Loki's disruption abilities all the time because he's, he's stuck in there doing his powers more often. Well, he doesn't move himself. He moves enemies. No, but I mean, he, he gets more power. So if, he, if he's not using True. Mind Stone, actually well, he doesn't, Mind Stone. He doesn't need power to do his disruption stuff. His disruption no, I mean, stuff's a passive. To keep himself alive is what I'm saying. To keep, to oh, use well, that's his... what Cap's for. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying, I don't think you get it. for you example... Use, use if Captain you, America, Parker. <laughs> if, you, if we're not playing Avengers. If we're playing as Guardians. Blessing. No, no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I know. I'm just you, saying, you, mind, mind Stone is not like a lot. If you only consider the Mind Stone on Loki as something that's going to be a control piece, it's great for that, but that's not the only thing it's going to do for him. It's going to passively keep his defensive uh, uh, reactive abilities up yeah, more I, often. Yeah, I, I was just I was just being mean. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I totally I, agree. I get There's it. There's a lot of to... matchups that you're going to want to take the Mind Stone in. Yeah. But yeah, again, that that's like an add in. You can choose to downgrade a Hawkeye to a Rocket or something like that, or just cut a two-point character and upgrade someone else. Like Obviously, I expect my our listeners to be able to do simple math of minus one plus one. 
But I think one of the things that we can say to our listeners that I, I, I think your point is really important is the Mind Stone was put in here to foil your opponent's likely very obstinate characters. When you look at it, you're like, okay, well, that's a Thanos with a bunch of gems, perhaps. That's a Hulk. That's a Captain America and Black Panther with inspiring monologue and all kind of stuff. Like, there's if you if you've got um, that facing down against you, you're like, well, if if they put that character in a situation that I must compromise or I'm losing the game on objective, then I need the Mind Stone. And making that switch from Hawkeye to Rocket, if you can do it and still keep your your faction um, quality, is so nice. It saves games like instantly because you took a Mind Stone. Yeah, let's see. So the 17-point Avengers list, if I didn't already say it, is Thor, Loki, Cap, Black Widow, Rocket. Um, so adding in the Mind Stone in this example, obviously you drop Rocket and Black Widow, throw in the Mind Stone, and add Hawkeye. Yeah, that's 17. Yep. And um, that you lose. And so you, you functionally... What you really did is you upgraded Rocket, probably, is kind of what you did for the list. Yeah, you're basically yeah. dropping Black Widow to upgrade Rocket to Hawkeye and upgrade Loki. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could ever call Rocket to Hawkeye an upgrade, but they are different. <laughs> the, yes, I'm not saying they're directly an upgrade, yeah, yeah. but they're performing similar functions for your list. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. You're, I buying, think also, you're buying hit points, yeah. Yeah. Also, what you bought... You bought hit points, and you bought a I can actually win this game against something really obstinate that I can't kill, mm-hmm. like because you can because Mindstone, um, super incredibly important effect to to dig out victory from defeat. Uh, so now we're on to Asgardian eighteen points. Uh, obviously, you're taking the the suite of Thor, Loki, Valkyrie. Um, Let's see. So we have six points left to spend. This might be a Hella game. She can get some action here. Because you can throw in mm-hmm. Hella and Rocket. Or Hella and Black Widow. Probably Hella and Rocket because Hella's already kind of a, a, a flank scenario piece. So you don't really need yeah. Black Widow. Uh, and then obviously dropping down, uh, you'd probably cut Hella for Hawkeye and throw in the Mind Stone. Or you could drop Hella or Hella for Agent Widow, she'd probably be a better flank scenario piece if you if you needed it. If you don't, just more firepower with Hawkeye. I really I like Hella. Really like this. Wait, go ahead. Are you talking about the Asgardian version of this list? Yes. But you already have enough Asgardians? Oh, yeah, because you have Valkyrie. Yeah, because you start with the yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the Hella option is fine. Um but if you want the Mind Stone, you pretty much have to cut Hella because then you end up with the four Asgardians and the Mind Stone is 17, mm-hmm. which is kind of intended. <laughs> and yeah. then you, know, you, you can't add anyone. So uh, let's, let's see the Avengers version. Cap. Five points left with the, the starting three. So obviously you're taking Rocket, Black Widow, and the Mind Stone if you need it. Mm-hmm. Or you're taking... Uh, let's see, because you have to have Black Widow to break the tie on another character. Um, three points left. Yeah, so it's Rocket and the Mind Stone or Hawkeye. If you're Well, not. couldn't you do Agent Widow, Rocket? Isn't that the right number of points? Am I crazy? Without you the could Stone? do Ancient Widow, Rocket instead of Black Widow, Hawkeye. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think that's just depending... Like One of the things I like about Agent Widow in this list 
and that and I like it's kind of strange. You go, why'd you put Black Widow and Agent Widow on list? Because they both are kind of uh, aggressive, elusive. Yeah, they, objective they're both kind of like medium to close range skirmisher objective uh-huh. holders that cost one point different, which is exactly right. what you want. <laughs> exactly, but the, the, it looks kind of discongruous when you're building a yeah. roster. You'd want you you might think, oh, I need lots of variety, but but what you actually what 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 we've done here is we've got Hawkeye and Rocket are functionally two backliner range support, uh, range damage dealers, and they're just one point different. Agent Widow, Black Widow are two, you know, elusive objective takers, yeah. one point difference. I so think it allows it's funny you to just, yeah. If you look at this list, it looks like a 10 year old was like, I like these characters, just like threw them <laughs> all together. Like, it doesn't look like there's much, like, it's so straight laced down faction lines. Just with mm-hmm. a, an obvious divide in the middle. It was like, I like these guys and these guys. And so it feels like you just threw it together. But honestly, the more times I find combinations, because when I just throw lists together, commonly I'll be like, man, I need an 18-point list. I'm like, there just really isn't a good 18-point list here. And like, because I didn't think enough about it or like I wanted to take mm-hmm. some character. Like I threw Venom in the list just because I like Venom and not because I actually planned on playing him. And so, mm-hmm. like, I'll run into those a lot where it's like four characters where it's like these are my these are my bros that I don't ever play, but I like their models. And then here's the six characters I'm always going to play. I really, really like the redundancy we did on the mm-hmm. ancillary characters. I like, agree. I really, really like the redundancy on those because you got like a, a core, like flexible core of different ideas. Exactly, but then and there's it, it worked out oh, so yeah. well because our scenarios are, are in that nice little tight bandwidth. Like the majority of our, our yeah. lists are 17. There's only really, there's only the two, because even if you pick Gamma Wave, if you mm-hmm. get the priority, you're probably choosing 17 points. If your opponent drops, anything that your opponent chooses, you're probably picking. And then if if your, your opponent chooses 15, you're like, all right, like, like yeah. that's fine. Like, it's not going to uh, hurt me more than you. I just would prefer to have more beat stick models. Before, before our listeners wonder why we're patting ourselves on the back so hard, just so you, just so we're aware, we're <laughs> discovering this with you guys at yeah. the same time. This wasn't <laughs> we are, scripted. Yeah, we are. Mo- we are very excited that we found this, as much as we are happy that we, we that we happened upon it. So, um. Well, that, apparently, my really like my eight months of panning for gold in Asgardians with Thor is uh, is not over yet. I still have plenty of room to pan for this gold. Yeah. All right. So I think we've pretty much beaten this to death for like combinations. Uh-huh. I think if you yes. can't figure out how to build a list with this roster at this point, then uh, you should just roll some dice and figure it out. So yeah. one last time running through, uh, the character should be pretty obvious. It's Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Hela, the four Asgardians currently released. Captain, Black Widow, Agent Widow, Hawkeye, Rocket. The Mind Gem is the 10th slot. And then we tactics cards. We have Owns Blessing, Avengers Assemble, Sibling Rivalry, Drop Off, Patch Up, Brace for Impact, Inspiring Monologue, and Mark for Death. Our mm. cr- extraction crises are uh, the Montessi Formula Found, Struggle for the Cube Continues, Fear Grips World as Worthy, Terrorized Cities. Our secures our Gamma Wave Sweeps Across Midwest, Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descend on Earth, and riot sparks out over extremist 3.0 i'm very happy with this list um just as a little bonus uh we eventually will have a youtube channel up that will be doing our battle reports and i'll probably also upload our our podcast onto youtube because some people prefer to listen to them on youtube i guess that doesn't make sense to me but power to them (laughs) and so you can listen to our podcast there but we'll also have some video battle reports once we get our camera set up and maybe less people are dying from covid uh and so 
I'm going to play this list several times in video battle reports, and you guys can see how it does versus Jeremy, who will hate it. <laughs> My favorite is that he helped build it, so it's his fault. Yep. Every time something bad happens, you can point and yell at him. He's like, thanks you for helping with this list, Jeremy. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> I did it by watching you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, so I think that brings us to time for Comic Corner. Comic Corner. I feel like I, I need I... like a Blues Clues slash a Mr. Rogers slash Come uh, Bob Ross Comic intro here. Corner. We'll talk about comics and corners. Okay, uh, today... I want you to know I went thematic with our awesome uh, uh, crossover list, and I want you to know I even managed to find some of our new cool characters coming up uh, in this in this comic. If you uh, have not checked out, um, it, it happened I think in say it was 2019. It was a Marvel Comics event, so it was a crossover with multiple teams, multiple titles, but it centers centers around Thor and the Asgardians. The War of the Realms um, was a really good. Uh, title. Uh, it, it, if you, you know, picked up a comic book and it had a War of Realms tie-in, it was really common uh, while it was going on. But the actual War of the Realms title itself, the the standalone miniseries, has been turned into a graphic novel uh, by Jason Aaron, Russell Dutterman, and uh, Matthew Wilson. Uh, it is, it is the first time that I actually really, really liked reading a as Guardian themed story. Um, I've read lots of Thor and other Asgardian stuff, and generally speaking, I am, I, I just, I don't leave it with a great, like, man, I'm really glad I spent my time doing that. I, uh, I couldn't have found another comic to spend my time on until War of the Realms. I've reread this uh, graphic novel, like, to, you know, cover to cover, I think five times since I've gotten it this year. Uh, it is super strong. Um, it, uh, it follows Thor's. Uh, most modern kind of revivification of the character. Um, he's been a broken character in uh, the modern Marvel universe, uh, trying to redeem himself uh, after uh, several, you know, follies and 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 sins that he's had to kind of come to grips with. Um, and so, the War of the Realms brings all that to a head when Malekith, the Dark Elf King, decides to uh, make war on the Nine Realms. Um, and he leaves uh, Midgard and Earth uh, for last. And so the War of the Realms is that running fight across the Earth when all fantasy from Norse mythology just breaks loose. Uh, and Brandon, uh, one of my favorite moments from the War of the Realms uh, is it, it ties into new models coming out. The Punisher shows up in it because... Uh, dark elves are running around uh, uh, causing chaos in the streets of New York City. And for those of you who don't know a lot about Norse mythology, but uh, all uh, elves in Norse mythology have a tremendous and deadly weakness to iron. <laughs> and so and so there's this wonderful scene where this this you know d dark elf lieutenant is like why haven't you taken this sector yet and and he's like well, we keep going down this alley but there's this man who has <laughs> so much iron and it just and it goes and it shows you the uh, and it shows you a panel of the punisher which is like he's standing just in front full of his, autoing. <laughs> he's standing in front of a van and the van is just nothing but bullets and guns <laughs> and he is just the both doors in the back are open and he's just no smiles just like no emotion he's just 
piles and piles of dark elf bodies everywhere because he's just <laughs> he just he has no he can't run it's out time of bullets. to take out the trash yeah uh and so um funny. it is funny and he, uh, he he kind of runs a a sub uh, a subplot throughout the rest of it where basically he <laughs> he is he is like humanity's answer to elves uh because he just shoots so many bullets um and he ends up he ends up becoming a, kind of a main character and utilized throughout I'm the entire thing. I'm just picturing the last scene of uh, the last samurai where he's just mowing them down. He's <laughs> like, "Get your stupid yeah. swords out of here!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the artist for uh, the War of the Realms, he does. A, I think he does a great job because uh, Frank Castle's face, the Punisher's face, is always kind of a screwed lip, like he's a little bit mad about something like it's, it's like somebody just stepped on his toe and he's holding it in. He has that face in every freaking panel. Like he never, never, he, that's the only face he has. And, uh, it, it's great. It's not darky, dark, dark. It's almost like a, like a, like he's just pained. He's literally pained all the time. Uh, and it makes perfect sense with him in this comic. So if you like, uh, as guardians, it's great as guardian lore. If you like the Avengers, they're, they're all over it. Um, and then of course a couple awesome side characters Daredevil shows up and picks up Heimdall's sword and sees everything in the universe because he's, he's the other blind character in the Marvel Universe um, so, wait uh, Heimdall's blind? yeah Heimdall is blind but he can see everything that's the I mythology uh, I thought he was like perfect sight man I didn't know it was the sword uh, yeah it's uh, the sword and uh, I do not know if that's North mytholo- Nathor- Norse mythology or Marvel mythology but hmm. um interesting it's yeah it's it's the sword and uh uh it's it is very 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 good stuff if you like um the the mythos and you like uh, marvel characters interacting with that mythos because you know the whole thing spills onto the earth and there's some good tongue-in-cheek moments but also if you like thor it's one of the best like thor character uh, mm-hmm. conclusions for some of his main, main conflicts yeah and re- it's it's really good. I re- I recommend it to anyone who likes any of the stuff we just did. If you like this list that we just made, you're like, oh, I like all those characters. Read War of the Realms. You will be very satisfied. All right. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our uh, comic corner with Parker. And uh, that's going to lead us into our new segment, which is going to be extremely rare, I expect, but will happen. And it's called Dresden Corner. <laughs> so what? if you aren't aware there's a book series called the dresden files written by a man named jim butcher he's actually from the kansas city area which is where we are and uh it, the first couple books are not overly inspiring but give him a small break because they're the first novels he ever published uh it, he picks up pretty well around book three though it's book three is a very strong book and then it just keeps getting better and somehow uh book 17 released two days ago it's called battlegrounds read it well, first read everything else because there's uh, there's 17 novels now and three no two short stories anthologies that are uh, also out. Um, the voice acting on Audible is uh, is very good. It's done by James Marsters, who played Spike Imp- on Buffy. He does a lot of voice acting nowadays. Um, impeccable, <laughs> impeccable voice. Acting. Yeah, his he's amazing. There's only one other person. Uh, that I, I've ever heard a novel series from that's done anywhere near as well, which was Jim Dale. Jim Dale does a great job as well. Um, but I don't have time to sit down and read because uh, 
Uh, I just don't. So I listen to Audible while I'm working or while I'm driving and all kinds of other stuff. But uh, it's hands down my favorite novel series. Uh, some people say it's a little childish in the early books, but it picks up into the mature crowd pretty much at book three on. It's very good. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing for the next 20 hours is not sleeping. <laughs> I've that been explains. so busy this week. I miss that it dropped Tuesday at midnight. And I, oh I've been God. watching that. I've pre-ordered this book in February. And I didn't even realize it was the 29th. I've been so busy. That that <sighs> That is saying something. I know. Like, uh, it, Brian said something so to me busy. an hour ago. I didn't even realize. Like, he says, like, did you start Battleground yet? I'm like, what? That's not out until next week. And he, I looked at the date. I'm like, oh, my, my God. It's October. My God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm going to be... There must have been mountains in your path. I know. <laughs> well, I was under the mountain. That's what from. I was doing. I, was, I want you to know, I am also very, very excited for it. I love uh, I love it. If Parker, you like any sort of mythos. Ooh, yeah. It, so, so I guess we should talk about it. It's an urban fantasy book in which uh, effectively magic and supernatural stuff is real in current day Chicago is where it's placed. Uh, he does an amazing job of incorporating all the different versions of something. So let's say, for example, there's a bunch of different kinds of fairies and different lores. Then he'll, he finds a way to seamlessly in, engage all of the different versions, like for werewolves, all the different kinds of werewolves, like the movie monster werewolves, the, the TV show werewolves where they just turn into wolves. Uh, nah, there are sparkly vampires, but he basically makes fun of them. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the... I will tell you this. In book one, I think it, was, it may have been a, it was before halfway through the book, mm-hmm. um, he makes a reference to fairies, and he talks about, you know, fairies. You know, most fairies are just like little pixie creatures and, you know, inconsequential. So you don't want to mess with the big ones like Santa Claus. You don't want to mess with him. And I remember hearing that line and going, well, I'm going to read this forever and ever and ever. <laughs> like, this, mm-hmm. like, like if, if I get to meet Santa Claus at some point, if did he just foreshadow Santa Claus at some point? and he's a fairy, and he's a badass, then I need to know everything about this universe. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's so I think we're, we've, we've spoiled Dresden a little bit. Uh, go go listen to it. Go read it. Go find it. Uh, more than likely, uh, someone you know listens to this series. Parker, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, when I asked you to originally read this book five years ago, or the book series five years ago, you didn't. And you waited and you waited and yeah. you waited till about two years ago you started actually reading the books. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you've read a lot of books. I don't think it necessarily has to be your favorite series, but has it broken your top five on favorite uh, it, series? If you if you're gonna talk about like epic like, series that I've followed, spent a lot of time doing, absolutely mm-hmm. gotta be Honestly, if you ask me, like, what is my like book series? If, if you're if you're discounting all the comics, like, like if if you could, for example, have another book in a series out right now that you haven't touched, what book series would you choose? Uh, it would be a graphic novel series. Um, it must be a novel. Probably... An actual, okay, if it's actual novel. If it's actual novel, then there is none. Dresden Files is the best okay. novel series. Uh, there are graphic novel series that I, I, I'll actually, as much as I love Dresden Files, there mm-hmm. are a graphic novel series that if you told me right now, like a wave of magic wand, that I could get more from that writer, I would say that. You know, uh, he, but... there's Dresden Files graphic novels, right? Yes, I do. Have you read them? No. Failure. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. All right, we're done with Dresden for now. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about it probably at some point. Uh, maybe next episode after we've both read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's probably going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you for stopping by. This has been Brandon. 
and Parker. And thank you for listening to It's Always Sunny in the Multiverse. That was a good sign out. I like that. That was good. What, what did you think? Was this a good episode, Parker? I like this episode. This is good. Well, a little longer than I expected, as always. But that's just going to be yeah. the thing until we start getting bored with the content, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for basically the whole episode, I had your camera covered. I didn't even realize it because I was busy typing and doing stuff. I didn't even consider that you had a camera right there that I could be looking at. No, I, I wasn't even. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was looking at my screens all the time, like my mm-hmm. MCP screens. So yeah. I've got... Audacity up in the top right on my right monitor, and then I've got OBS as a backup in the bottom right. Then I've got um, database and list builder on the rest of that screen, and then my left monitor I've got Discord and four uh, browser tabs open to different screens that I can get to. And so like I've got maximum efficiency. I love having this much space and like all these screens because normally I dual monitor. It's like watching Netflix mm-hmm. on the left, playing games on the right. Like it's pretty basic, but I like having like it's like, you know, like Star Trek when you've got like a million things going on. And there's like all these monitors and graphs, and it's like, I got it. So right. I wanted oh, to show hold you. On a second. Let me I, just, one... I, I just wanted to show hold you on. this panel. This is this is the the panel that you view. It's just like they're desperately trying to get past the Punisher. <laughs> he's just he's like just got, he's just <laughs> killing so many of them. <laughs> I was actually because... going to ask you to see these. These these look good. I like his yeah. face. There's a lot of like Frank Castle drawings that are just like he's got a dumb face. Uh huh. Oh, did you ever watch uh, Chuck the TV show? I've seen like episodes. Okay, not, so not it, the main thing about the show is it's got uh, Adam Baldwin in it, who plays Jane on on Firefly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's this there's an episode. I don't know the actor's name, but basically the main character's dad shows up. Wait, is it his dad? Am I thinking of the wrong show? No, it's definitely Chuck. But the guy who plays Shazam plays Chuck, but he's skinny and geeky and that. So anyway, the guy's dad shows up. He's basically a con man. He's a grifter. And like all he does, he shows up, he causes trouble, he leaves immediately. So anyway, he shows up in this episode. And and basically, they, he convinces his son to go into business with him, but... Chuck is an undercover secret agent for the CIA and Adam Baldwin's character is his bodyguard. And he's a, he's basically a, a, a card carrying hitman for the CIA. And he just goes around and he kills people or no, he works for the FBI. Sorry. The girl works for the CIA. And so he, he's talking to him and he thinks that he's just his friend. And he looks him dead in the eyes. The first time he meets him, he's like, you have a cop face. <laughs> and that ball's like, I'm not a cop. Like, he has no response because he's never been, like, a true undercover agent. He's just a guy mm. who kills people, basically. Like, he's a wet works guy. Yeah. It's so it's so funny because throughout the, throughout the episode, like, he ends up going undercover with them to make the con work. And they're, like, ripping off this billionaire. And he's like, do a, use the thing God gave you, your cop face. And it's like, go in there and pretend to be a cop. He's like, I think I can do that. He's like, you're going to have to be really good, though. Use that cop face. It's every time he says cop face, I'm going to lose my shit. Because I'm like, yeah, he does have a cop face. <laughs> this is this is a a part you're talking about. Like how I love how his expression is always exactly the same expression. He's just, so he's going he's going to talk to the light elves, and so then it's like, there's that expression. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is what it looks like in profile. 
and this is what it looks like from underneath. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly the it's same like, expression. I love it. You I just will like literally destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes to the Light Elves because they're they're one of the they were decimated by Malekith's army, and so he goes there. He was sent there to arm them with semi-automatic weapons. <laughs> Every time Kincaid shows up in Dresden Files now, I just picture the Punisher. Like that's all I do. Yeah, like it's just Punisher. He's gonna shoot you in the face. He's not gonna ask questions about it, and he's gonna move on. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna get on a plane. He's gonna fly somewhere else. He's gonna shoot you in the face there. That's all he does. Yeah, uh, I've I'm talking about this got me so jazzed. Oh boy! All right, Parker, I have an idea. You should uh, look. Here's up. a good. Here's a good. Okay, here's go a good ahead. Punisher line from this: "Wars, war, giants just take more bullets." Is all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like like that. Go ahead. Are we gonna do a comics corner? We're gonna keep it short tonight, dear. Why we should have plenty of time though. I didn't. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not requesting that we do it, but I didn't know if you're gonna. Dro- if you wanted to drop it in there, because I'll look at my shelf real fast. I w- and... You should have something ready. I think. Okay. Let me let me look at it real fast. Okay. I got a good one for like stuff we're gonna talk about today, and. Uh, okay. And also, like, things coming out. That's it's a good one. So, do you have our docs open? Uh, no, I don't have that. Let me okay. Look. Well, cool thing for the spreadsheet, and especially for list building, is I've sorted it. Or I have it set up to where it's column A is the name of the crisis card. Column B is the point total of the crisis card. And column C is the uh, deployment of the crisis card. And so we can sort them according to whatever we want. And so, like, right now I have a descending point value. But oh, if we're shit. like, okay, well, we've discovered that this list likes deployment B, I could do this and just go data sort range. And I could sort by um, column L descending. And now they're sorted according mm-hmm. to deployment. And so that way it'll make it a lot easier for list building in, in general yeah. later on. Nice. So that's handy. That's good. Cool. Did you make all this like one at a time? I made this sheet, but I mean, I used other resources to collect the information. It actually only took about twenty minutes. Wow, cool! I have a lot of experience making spreadsheets that are sortable and reference each other because of Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. <laughs> I, I, you should see my inventory sheet for our epic level campaign. It's got like six different sheets, and there's uh, they reference each other, and it's all auto formatting, color coded. And so, like, if I type in, like, this is the item name, this is how much it weighs, this is its gold value, and I put in the initials of the player carrying it, it automatically applies that weight to their character. Hmm. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that took weeks of effort over time. And then everybody else is like, I literally don't know how much money my character has. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you how much weight is in our wagon. <laughs> Okay, I got my comic book ready. I got some stuff ready here. Looking good. Cool. Well, don't spoil it for me, but if you think it's good, that's good. Okay. No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say the end. I'm just gonna say the part that makes sense. Sure. Oh no, I don't mean that. I mean, don't tell me what the comic's about because I want to be ex- surprised for Comic Corner as well. Got it.
I, I really couldn't care about the storyline. I actually just am curious what comic book you have. Okay. Uh, all right. Man, it's been a long day. No doubt, but but, but I'm 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 woken up. I was I was yawning. I was falling. But I'm That's back. good because I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you why later. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's some tasty water. Okay. Are you good to go? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me punch in some keys here. Stupid formatting. Well, I hate it when it's like you'll you'll hit enter a few times and then it like remembers that there was an underline above it. I'm like, I don't want to underline this. All right. There we go. To the people at home, I'm sorry for all the clicking. I have a mechanical keyboard, and I'm not going to climb behind my computer desk to unplug it every time we podcast. <laughs> I, I do my best to edit it out in Audacity, but it's some of the clicks make it through. Got to get them clicks. Yep. I had no idea that Dresden already came out. It was everything I could do to not scream on the podcast. I know, I know right? That's why I saved a thing, because I was worried if I, I told you, you wouldn't do the podcast. Ugh. Ugh. That just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that we didn't. Ugh. Yeah, well, so we'll just do Comic Corner for now. All right, so we're at 156. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm happy we actually have music now. Oh, I should have said something about that at the beginning. I'll just do it later, I guess. I'll record a little segment for, for Colin. What are you looking at? You look very intent. I was trying to decide. I should go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to start listening now? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I, I, I like going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I start playing the book, I will not sleep. <laughs> so I'm worried. And I have no time for the next like two days either. Like, uh. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel likewise. I do not know. I guess I. I guess I'm. I'm gonna listen to it on the way to school and stuff like that. But that's about what I got. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, sorry. We're on the way to and from Cece's preschool. Or Regina's preschool, rather. But that's what I got. But I'm mm, going to. Let's see. Goddamn. I'm gonna post in the text channel our list and see what it comes out as. Wow, that is a, kind of a wall of text there. I guess it's. Fairly efficient, but I like our server. Yeah. Our server worked out well. This today, Pretty handy. Yeah, because like Jeremy wasn't here to have his internet die repeatedly. Uh, that I, was so I'm actually, weird. I've never I'm had actually, that happen. I'm actually a little glad that we didn't do the that I didn't record uh, yours because you totally cut out twice. Really? And it was just internet, though. It was mm. just internet. Like, I could tell you were talking. And yeah, this it, is it was... definitely going to be the superior way to do it. The only thing I was worried about for for doing it this way is I was using the Audible, or sorry, the Discord 
uh, click remover for my mechanical keyboard and mouse. But mm -hmm. because they're on separate channels, I'll be able to isolate my clicks and just remove them, and that will be fine. Uh, I haven't stopped recording. Should I stop recording? No, not yet, because when you start recording, I have to stop recording. And I like to add this at the end as like a little, like, goodbye. Okay. And then I'll edit out uh, all the dumb stuff. Okay. I really... Uh, I'm glad that I had a comic book, actually, that uh, kind of met the theme. That's what I'm going to try to do. When we're talking about something, I'll try to match it with the... It went. I think the comic corner went a little longer than we were planning, but you seemed pretty into it. So, well, I I wanted to yeah give him a good you, overview. Yeah, and I wanted and I, without spoiling, I think I did a good job. I did. I actually have a lot of experience with book talks. You know, with, in school, yeah. Um, book talks are where you like you get kids excited about something, but you don't tell them exactly what's going on because no, of, yeah, you you it. did a good job with what you said. I just I was expecting it to be a little bit shorter, and maybe that was a mistake on my part. But it's not a big problem. Like it's not like we ran way too long or anything. Yeah. Also, you, uh, I wanted to give it something that that the Brandon would like, and I knew Brandon would like the Punisher. Punisher throws all the bullets at mm -hmm. Dark Elves. I, I knew you would dig that. All right. Let's see. We need to come up with some more podcast names eventually, but I think we're good for. I'm gonna go with twenty episodes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I would like to start. Holy shit! They've added ten characters to the database. What the what? fuck? I have forty-one characters listed. The database is up to fifty-one already. Fifty-one what? Characters. What char There's been ten characters added since I made our document. What the fuck? For MCP? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because are you talking about it's... MCP database? Yeah, they yes. were way behind. They didn't have Wasp. Uh, most of the defenders. Yeah, they didn't like. Yeah, but now we... they had like everything. Yeah. They so, that yeah, already. I'm just surprised there was ten. Ten seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. Although with the sorting feature, I can just drop them in and then sort by column A. So that's fine. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, so is the next thing on the docket um, faction review or individual model review? Yeah, so we built the list. Let's go back to the topics page. Um, uh, speculation, character roles. We can start doing character roles, but I think that'll be part of rating. Well, that's right. We debated that, yeah, we debated that with it. Jeremy last time of what how we wanted to. So How I still think we should do the four subcategories with one overall cat overall rating, and the rating can either Ugh. be a letter grade. It sounds bad, but it's it just really sounds cumbersome. I don't think it will be because we're going to talk about all these things about each character anyway. Adding a number to the end of it isn't going to take that much longer, and I think that'll I guess... be good because if you, if people at home want to follow along and keep track, or we can just publish the database I've made. And then you'd be like, hey, well, I want to see what are the best defensive characters ignoring faction? What are the best defensive characters in this faction? What are, and so you can sort it by all of those things. Uh, how many tiers are we doing of rating? Like... Uh, so I was just thinking 1 to 10 being the most obvious. Um, I think the overall grade, doing a letter grade, wouldn't be bad. I know Chain Attack did the letter grade while doing individual numbered stats, but we don't have to. I think 
one to ten is probably the best option. But it's kind of hard to do a one to ten on like an overall grade. It's I like th- I like the overall grade being like a S- letter grade. Yeah, S A B C D F. Yeah, I'm not against it. I'm just worried that because of that, we'll tend to lean towards particular letters and we won't use them very often. Like, would you say there's an S character right now? Doctor Strange? You think he's an S? I, I, I'm hesitant to say that because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. He looks really strong, but that doesn't always translate correctly. Well, then, I think one of the ways that, in my personal opinion, if we're making four four like different tiers and we're rating them out of 10, if we get a character that's rating, you know, plus you know eight plus in every category then yeah he's s <laughs> like, like right but the sum like of that's... the sum of the parts doesn't necessarily have a direct correlation to the rating like you know an over designed piece of shit well maybe because like what if they're like eight points <laughs> like like that goes into a lot of it like and we can go through and like look at our past ratings and say it's like hey this guy had fours across the board and we gave him a oh. d and then this guy had fours then... card across the board we gave him a b like that I, that I like this idea. Uh, we're also going to say like what kind of character they are, right? Yeah, we're going to put them in a group, and I haven't come up I th- with the groupings yet. I think but... that I think the grade we give them is tied to that group, like how good they are so, at being at, like a bruiser or like a tank, right? Or something. Okay, right. So it's like so like for example, Rocket I think is an S tier ranged damage dealer, right? Mm-hmm. So like he's S tier, and, and I really it's, it comes down to partially efficiency like points for how much he does it's because you have to pay so little for what he does and i think it's totally fine that part of the grade we give them is based upon the whole character based on the you thinking about the role and the points they cost all right so i've played city heroes so blaster is the first uh tank uh controller Do you think we need a scrapper category? Yeah, probably. So is scrapper melee damage dealer or like just a fighty character? Uh, I think melee damage dealer specifically. I think like bruiser... Drax is a Drax is a Drax is a scrapper. I don't know if he's a bruiser. I I love that I'm gonna just try and shoehorn as many city heroes classes in here as possible. Now I have a question, mm-hmm. and we can go ahead. I I think it should be scrapper or bruiser. I think it should be either or. There shouldn't be both. That's so why I was asking. Were... So, so I'm gonna I'm intentionally doing all of the uh, melee type sounding. I think because, for example, I think Daredevil is probably a could scrapper. be like he, he would be a scrapper, right? But he wouldn't but be a bruiser. You could, easily, you could easily call him a bruiser, right? Like, there's not like we could define what that means. Yeah. Okay. So I've got. Uh, obviously tank, because I think tank is a separate category. Uh, because I think Thanos is a tank, I think Cap's a tank, I think Black Dwarf... Purely defensive characters. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're effectively just defensive characters. Um, they're there to take hits for other people, like Okoye would be a tank. Like, all she does yes. is protect people. Uh, yes. So then our options for melee fighter type characters are Brute, Bruiser, Scrapper, Fighter... Do you have any other suggestions? For names? Yeah. 
So I think Scrapper's fine. I think Scrapper it yeah. insinuates that they're specialized at fighting. They might have some defenses, but generally speaking, their focus is on getting to melee and dealing damage. And everything else yeah, they I, have I like, is secondary. I, I like Scrapper. I like Scrapper as well. And I think Brute is a good like in-between character. That's like you know that they can do both, but they're 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 really a hybrid. And so Brute would be like Black Dwarf. Like he can hit really hard, he can tank. He's not specifically focused at either one. He's an in-between. Like, I like that. Thor would be a bruiser. Uh, brute, you mean, yes. Brute. I like the bruiser instead of brute. Yeah, but it's going to be brute, though. How dare you. All right. Uh, so, other type characters. So, we got Blaster, Tank, Controller, Brute, Scrapper. Um... What would like spider friends belong in? Are they all scrappers? Are they? So we need a term for a controller that is more fighty than just a pure controller. I don't know if we need to, but at some point we're going to split too many hairs and it's impossible to follow. You're impossible to follow. We've only got five names so far. Because remember, everybody, they're just people are just listening to this, right? Yeah. Once you get once you get too many things just to listen to. It's it's really tough to follow all the 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 delineations just thinking he listening to it abstractly, so we need oh we need something a, a term for a, a totally ranged character blaster that's already okay. there that's one of the five blaster tank controller brute scrapper so there's three like melee type characters but they don't technically have to be melee like you can have a brute that's ranged it's just so far there's not I don't know Punisher could. Could be considered. No, I guess he's really a blaster. Yeah, really. Ooh, skirmisher. That because that could work for anyone that's really an objective focus character. Yeah, that's yeah, I like that because that's Blackwood. That's the widows and all the the web warriors except for Venom. Yeah, because I think skirmisher is pretty much all the spider people, except for for uh, Venom. Venom, who is a brute. Yeah, generally a brute is anyone who's like hit points damage. Those are my two important stats. Right. Mm. Can we have a garbage class? Like this character is garbage. <laughs> I don't think there's a garbage class. I don't think so either. Um, as tactician would be one, but I don't think we have anyone that's like a tactician. Nah, Red Skull is probably the closest thing, but he's controller. Because really. I would say Zemo would be either a scrapper or a skirmisher. I think he's a scrapper. Yeah, I he think so too. Stuck in. He's just so fast. Well, scrappers can be fast. Yeah. Black Panthers. No, yeah, I think scrapper. you're right. Hmm. I think we should honestly just get rid of Tank because there's only sure. going to be like two, and they yeah, sure. you could call Cap and Thanos brutes, and that's fine. I yeah. think I think it's a wasted title, even though yep. like in concept it's a good idea, and we might get to the point where it becomes valid to have it if we start getting more tank type characters. Yeah. Honestly, I would I would put Cap actually maybe in like a like a funny specialized scrapper, but. Yeah, but I think brutes will tend to have a lot more like throw type effects, as where scrappers will have more like damage increasing effects. 
Yeah, but Cap doesn't have a throw type effect. Yeah, he does. Shield Slam. Oh, yeah, I guess. His only paid ability, or paid attack. Okay. But this is... I thought you meant, like, a throw a terrain at somebody effect. Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, yeah, they can. I just want to use... I like that list. I just want to use all the City Heroes class names. I know you do. Yeah. There's no Skirmisher, though. Let's see. Ooh, we could do Mastermind. Mastermind's not a horrible one for characters like uh, Loki, but honestly, I think he's controller. Like controller he's just... just sounds more more obvious. I think I was thinking right. Dominator instead of controller, but mm. nah. I like controller because controller uh, could be positive for you, negative for your opponent. Yeah. Like... You're trying to use your character to control the pace of the game uh, rather than the the hit points and going up and down. Mm-hmm. I like that. I can't think of anything other than skirmisher. I don't like the name, but I think it's perfect for the example that we've been given. Right. Uh, and, uh, and in this game, because there's because it's an objective based game, and they clearly made objective character objective taking characters, you've got to have something like that. Hmm. Is there a term for like, like maybe a scout? might work but that's more of like a black widow rule where i feel like skirmisher covers her and like the spider guys mm-hmm. yeah i think skirmisher is just too perfect all right so we've got blaster controller brute scrapper skirmisher we could try and fit in defender so like a defender would be like a koi and we could also put in cap and then just leave thanos as a brute hmm I like the term defender, but it could also mean a lot of stuff. Like, you could also do... Groot would be a defender. Yeah, because he's not really and... a brute. He's more of a tank. I think defender a... I think defender is probably... I'm going to put it in, and then we'll just talk about it later. I was going to say, Groot is... Venom can be under... With the card, anyway. He's often used. Well, yeah, but that's a single use. He's not really... He's definitely a brute. Um, I'm just saying, that's one of the reasons why he's he's... A, a tier or maybe even S tier because he's got the ability to f- to switch over into defender at will once per game. Is six categories too many? Yeah, probably. You think so? Yeah. At some point, they'll be unusable for us too. I don't know that you could fit all was it fifty one characters into five categories. I guess you could put Groot in brute because he does punch fairly hard mm-hmm. but he's so defensive that i feel like tank or defender is a lot more true to the term but then we have offensive melee defensive melee and in between melee i'm gonna leave it for now we can hammer it out later yeah i'm sorry dude i'm, I'm actually fading out no I, I that's fine i mean we're pretty much done i mean we are done but okay what do, you, what do you need me to do with this file? All right, so we're going to stop recording now.